Welcome to this episode of Connect, monthly conversations and resources for faith formation leaders in the Rio, Texas Conference of the United Methodist Church. In this episode, we will be hearing from the Reverend Gina Martin as she talks to us about living the Sabbath, strategies for avoiding burnout. Gina is an elder in the Rio, Texas Conference. She is also a licensed professional counselor in the state of Texas who works with individuals both in person and online. She is enthusiastic about helping people discover new paths to health and wellness. I'm excited for you to get to hear from her today. The ministry that um, I started, it's actually been about five years now, but I've been doing this full time for almost two years now, is called Pilgrims on a Journey. And um, I was really excited when Tanya asked me to speak about Sabbath and I was I've been doing a lot of study um, about the nervous system and a somatic experiencing training, which is, um, it's a type of therapy, but I've also incorporated it in with spiritual direction um, to help us kind of understand what our nervous systems are doing and particularly in regards to Sabbath. And so that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today. So before we kind of dive in and talk specifically about Sabbath, um, one of the things I wanted for us to to kind of learn just a little bit about is um, how our nervous system works. And um, there's this like, you know, we have these upswings in energy and then we have downswings in energy. And so you can see that on the the gray line here where there's this, this activation and then there's the settling that happened happens for, for us a lot. Um, and sometimes, um, we're really in the flow of things where we notice like, Oh, I I can get excited about something. And then there's some settling that happens and it's kind of this ebb and flow and it's, and it's easy and there's a rhythm to it. Um, but sometimes what happens, and especially I've been working a lot with pastors and ministry professionals, Um, when we have challenges like in ministry or even in our family life, what can happen is we can get stuck on. And so I want you to think of this, this toy here. Have y'all seen these Hoberman spheres before? Yeah, they're really, really cool to illustrate. I need to get me one in person um, so that I can be like, Hey guys, it's like this. So sometimes when we have a lot of energy, so let's say we get out of that, that flow and it's like, Oh, so much energy is happening. We can get stuck on where we're really um, expanded. We're hypervigilant. Um, we might have anxiety, um, a startle response, like something that wouldn't normally bother us is like really difficult for us. Um, we have that inability to relax and we might be hypervigilant as well. Um, I know with a lot of the, the pastors and people serving in churches that I work with, they're like, oh yeah, it's all the time. And then some people have gone from like challenging experience to another challenging ministry experience. And, and that kind of increases over time as well. Um, or we could also, so think of that, this one is stuck on, but we can also have this like stuck off or shut down kind of thing. And that would be, you know, the Hoberman sphere, like gets really small and there's that flow. There's no flow in our nervous system. And we might notice things like depression Um, We might have difficulty feeling emotions. So it's like we can't even feel like a little bit of sadness or a little bit of happiness. Um, We're just kind of on autopilot, just kind of getting through the day um, because maybe we're exhausted or maybe we start to notice some things with our our digestion system. 
um, or having disconnection. Um, I know when I was serving in the local church, like I was exhausted all of the time. And that was a really challenging thing for me. And sometimes, you know, feeling disconnected too. Um, so we may, and we may have both of these, like we may start to notice like there's, it's either we're all on or we're all off. And that is why um, Sabbath is really, really, really important. Um, I know in my own ministry, I remember, gosh, probably about 19 years ago, I was in my first year of full-time ministry and I was with some, some pastor friends who were in our conference and we were having lunch at Chewy's. And one day one of them said to me, Hey, Gina, like, what does your Sabbath practice look like now that you're getting in, um, into to full-time ministry? And I remember looking at the woman who asked me that with like these big eyes and saying, what do you mean a Sabbath practice? I said, I'm a youth pastor. We just go and go and go all the time. And they said, you're not going to last very long that way. Um, And I think that was part of that, like stuck on experience, like it's new and it's exciting. And then it just became a lot. And I was just like hypervigilant. I have to be perfect in this. Um, And I found that even moving into pastoral roles, like in a new place, I was usually exhausted for the first year more than in like years two and three and, and so on as well. Um, And so that's one of the things that the Sabbath invites us to, um, And I'm curious, you know, what your, what your own Sabbath practice is. Like, do you have a designated day? And I'm going to invite you to pause just a minute and write that in the chat box too. Um, And just kind of say like, you know, or one thing that you enjoy doing on your Sabbath or, you know, oh, this is foreign to me. I don't have a Sabbath practice. Um, And you can just send that to me in a private message if you want to. So the the Sabbath invites us to have um, some more spaciousness too, especially when we get into these like really high activation states in our nervous system that like stuck on that fully expanded state, or even when we're stuck off and it's like, you know, we've had, you know, a challenging parent meeting or a funeral or something, and it just kind of comes one right after the other or we've gotten through Lent, right? Like, I don't know about y'all, but that's a a challenging time um, in the life of the local church. And so, you know, Sabbath invites us to to begin to get back into that flow. So we're not stuck here and we're not like constricted and stuck off as well. Play the piano, listen to spiritual music, family walks, um, Friday and Saturday, spending time in nature, time with family. Oh, taking a nap. That's awesome. I used to do that on Sunday afternoons. Actually, I still do that on Sunday afternoons. And Sunday is nap entitlement day. So, so things that kind of can give us more energy, like walking or being in nature, and then things that can help us when we have less energy and we need some restoration too. Um, there's a man who writes about Sabbath. Um, his name is Wayne Muller. And he talks about this idea of not just the Sabbath um, being created for us as humans, but we're actually created for the Sabbath. Like there's this rhythm to the Sabbath, just like there can be a rhythm in our nervous systems. When we have this flow, and we're able to go from 
higher activation to kind of the settling response as well. Um, if there's anything else y'all think of that's a Sabbath practice or something, and you want to write it in the chat box as well. Um, I am wondering, um, I'm kind of wondering too, like one of the questions that I have as I, as I do this work with pastors is um, I find sometimes that they have a hesitancy to really live into their Sabbath practice. Like if there's an emergency um, and this is ministry professionals as well. It's like um, if there's an emergency, they feel like they have to be available 24 seven. And I'm wondering um, if that's the case for any of y'all as well. And you can just thumbs up because we, we can't see that part in the, like if you're, if you're like, yeah, I get that. Or if you're like, no, that's not been my experience too. Yeah. We're getting some thumbs up. Um, yeah. Um, and it's really hard to, to find that flow, especially when there's so many competing demands for our attention. Right. Um, and, and then I don't know, there's something about if we find ourselves like having challenging things happen in the local church or outside of, you know, in family life, like it's really hard to kind of guard that space, whether it's an hour a week, right. Or whether it's a whole day or, you know, maybe, maybe you have something going on like on a weeknight. And so you shift your Sabbath to another day. Um, but that's probably one of the things I hear from ministry professionals most often is, yeah, no, I haven't done Sabbath in a really long time, or it's, it's hard for me to, to keep my Sabbath. Um, or sometimes they'll, they'll say like, well, isn't that Sunday? I'm like, pick another day you're working on Sunday. Like <laughs> it's okay. Um, and that's one of the things that if we're always on or we're always shut down, you know, we, we miss that. And so, so the Sabbath invites us to be able to have some spaciousness. Let's say we're just exhausted. I love that idea of the nap. It's like, you know, sometimes you just need to rest, right? And Sabbath can be for the re for resting. But if we don't allow ourselves that, we get more exhausted. And um, we might start to notice like other physical symptoms, um, you know, just um, not being able to get up and get going. Um, if we get into that stuck off um, position in our, in our nervous system, or we might notice ourselves like always going, going, going and feeling like, okay, we have to go to the next thing because we're so afraid of that rest possibly like to have that downtime um, in the midst of, of our day. And so, um, yeah, that can be really, a really challenging, challenging part of all of this. So I am, I'm wondering, um, as we're here together today, um, if there, if there are other ways that Sabbath helps you stay connected to God. And if y'all want to just take a minute and write those in the chat box as well, what are, what are some ways the Sabbath helps connect you to God? Um, maybe to other people. Um, for me, I'm an extrovert and, um, but I'm also an extrovert who likes a lot of downtime and a lot of time in nature. So sometimes Sabbath is meeting one of my friends for lunch or part of the Sabbath. 
And then other times it's, you know, just taking my dog and we go to a trail and we just hike for, you know, a few hours or something. So it doesn't even have to look the same. Um, one person's Sabbath may be very, very different than the next person. Um, I remember at one point um, in ministry, somebody saying, well, why does your Sabbath involve going to a coffee shop and like reading a book? And I was explaining to these people, like, I need that energy, but I put headphones in that are not connected to anything. And I love the energy of being around people, but also being left alone. And I'm pretty sure that person who asked me the question was, was we just didn't have the same Sabbath practice. And they're like, well, you're wrong. And I'm like, but it works for me. And so it's, it's about finding, finding what works in the midst of that. Um, it can also allow our body and our nervous system to have a break too, right? We all need that. And especially um, people whose lives and vocations are about holding space for other people. That that's really important. Um, it's not something that anybody else is going to do for us um, as as ministry professionals. Um, usually, there's going to be more demands on our time, and so um, it's a boundary too. I know you're probably like, oh, we hear about boundaries everywhere, but it can be like this really, really firm boundary um, to protect your ministry and to breathe more life into your ministry as well. Um, it also gives you time to be with God, um, with your feelings. One of the things that is really tricky is, you know, if we're in this like really shut down state, it can be hard to know what we're feeling. We might feel all the stuff that's around us, right? Like in, in the churches that we serve or the people, you know, that we're serving with, we might pick up on all their stuff. And, and so Sabbath gives us um, a dedicated time and a space to just be with whatever's rising up for you and, and to not have that input um, from other people. I work with a lot of um, people who have what's called um, highly sensitive um, trait. And um, so they, they really get this, like they're, they're like, yeah, that that's intense. Like they need this dedicated time where they're, where they're, able to restore and be in nature as well. Um, so we there's lots of opportunities um, to do Sabbath, right? Let's see, we have some more things in the chat as well. Um, one person says, Sabbath helps me to become more present to God and God's movement in my life, um, to stop and step away from doing so they can focus on being. Um, that's where I meet God. And sitting outside and watching the garden grow with, with a partner and observing nature and deer and birds. Yeah, those are all really great ways to be connected. Um, yeah, so Sabbath looks very, very different for everybody. Um, one of the things that, that I do on Sabbath, um, well, I was going to do it once a year, and then we had this crazy pandemic, um, was to go and walk a part of the, the Camino in Spain. And then I had this idea to like take other people um, on that as well. Um, there's something about that motion of like just walking and you have your hiking poles and you're moving and then maybe you're pausing and looking, looking at something. Um, maybe you're falling. I fell once on the Camino. That was an interesting experience. 
hopefully nobody falls when I leave my group next month. Um, but, but just being in motion, sometimes that's really important on Sabbath, but also, um, this invitation to stillness as well can be something that's really important and having a balance. Maybe that changes for you, for you each and every week. I'm going to share with you guys some opportunities, um, for retreat. This is something that's been a huge part of this season of life and ministry is, is providing spaces for people so that they can, um, you know, have like people to connect with and also time by themselves, um, with God. And so here's some, some things that are coming up. Um, there is a Holy land pilgrimage. Um, it's called her journey. So it's women only. And I'm going to be serving as the spiritual director for a particular bus that's just for clergy women. Um, but there, it the the whole pilgrimage is open to, um, to to any woman. And so, like, there's I'm hoping there's going to be quite a few buses. But then we'll have a special bus just for clergy women as well. Um, and also, there's some spiritual direction groups that I lead. I actually have three of these groups right now. Um, we do things like we did at the beginning, but maybe with a longer time of silence, we do all sorts of contemplative practices. And that's for anybody serving as a clergy person, a ministry professional of any, any sort, um, even as a, a lay professional person, um, therapists, chaplains, spiritual directors, and other contemplatives. So that seems to, to catch people who want to be involved in these kind of groups. And we actually meet twice a month. Um, and we meet online. So there's people from all over the country, which is the fun part and from different denominations as well. And it's, so if you've never done like individual spiritual direction, um, group spiritual direction is a great way to have, you know, some Sabbath and some time of, of silence, but also time connecting with others as you discern, you know, where God is, um, how you're experiencing God in your life and your ministry. It can be a really helpful thing. And then I just set um, the Camino dates. I lead a, a, a nine-day walking pilgrimage um, in Spain, and um, it's on the last 110 kilometers of the Camino de Santiago. And um, I have one coming up next month, which is really exciting. So if anybody is interested, I still have one space available for that. Um but then the 2023 dates will be in September and it's, it's nice. The weather's great that time of year. Um, it's, I know it's right after school starts, but it's, it's a, it's a good time to go away. I'm finding it's probably going to be a better time than right after annual conference as well. So, um, so there, there are some things. And also if y'all ever, um, have people in your congregations that are looking for spiritual direction or therapy, um, I'm happy to talk with them, but I also have a lot of referral sources too. So if you're ever stumped and you, you need to connect somebody, you know, with a resource, please feel free to reach out to me and, and just ask, I, I really want to, that's part of the season of life and ministry is helping, um, people connect other people to the resources that they need, um, whether that's counseling, spiritual direction, um, some, maybe some other kind of mental health type resource too. I'm always happy to just talk with y'all about any of that. And oh. so if you want to stay connected, um, 
this is my website, pilgrimsonajourney.org. Um, and that's my email. I also have Instagram. I'm not very proficient at it, but it's fun to put pictures up every once in a while. And you can just search Pilgrims on a Journey on Instagram as well. I want to thank Gina and all who joined this live conversation. I am so grateful for the call to and the resources for Sabbath. You can find Gina at pilgrimsonajourney.org. You can find all resources for this episode and view past and upcoming conversations at riotexas.org forward slash IG connect. We hope that as you listen, you have been encouraged as we remember the call and necessity to practice Sabbath, taking time to help our bodies and spirits find balance as we connect to God and find strength for the journey. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you at our next connect.